0: hello and welcome to episode number 337 of the apple podcast i am your host simon head today's podcast is brought to you in part by aixdsp.com get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation get the ic intuition compressor it's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times click the link in the description for more information if you want to support my work on a monthly basis, please go to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting and travel fees. You can cancel anytime. Go buy a t-shirt. Go to appalogca slash shop. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Please give it five stars or Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling it. Whatever the kids are calling it these days. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Like and share on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash AppleLockPod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SimonHead666. Now, I'm on Spotify. You can check the show out on Spotify. It's been on Spotify for a little bit of time. Now, I just forget to put it in the copy I read, and now I've finally remembered that. I should probably put that in the copy I read. So, anyways... Thank you so much, everybody, week after week. Sorry I missed last week. It was um, it was a crazy week. So today on the show, I have uh, Torrin and Elliot from the band Pretty. Pretty is a band based out of Toronto, in the Toronto GTA area. Um, they do very, very cool, psychedelic, awesome kind of melodic. Um, if you're into bands like Velvet Underground, I think you're going to really dig this stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Torrin and Elliot from the band Pretty on the Apple Podcast. of music right now that just feels good I, I don't know if it's a trend but it just like there's good feeling music coming out these days
1: yeah i feel like people are maybe a bit uh i feel like there was that trend where everything was really depressing for like yeah a few years and then that hit like a real bad peak like a year or two ago for obvious reasons but yeah i don't know i mean even that song like our our song is like the instrumentation is very upbeat and fun at least Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I I I I know what you mean. It's kind of nice, especially I think with the springtime coming and and sort of, um, maybe feeling like things are a little bit more normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, normal is the what we're shooting for these days, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <For> like
0: something <laughs> resembling that,
1: anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who do I have here? Because I I have two guys, and I uh, yes, yeah. So introduce yourselves and what you do.
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm Torin. uh I sing in the band and play the guitar.
0: Uh, and I'm
2: Elliot, and I also play the guitar. Guitar?
1: <laughs> With, yeah. a G. With a G. Oh, it'd be great if it was a keytar. <laughs> it would be pretty sweet if we were two guitar players, and then we also had a keyboard player.
0: I'm feeling a new trend in music right now.
1: <laughs> I think so. I think so. The death of the guitar and the birth of the guitar.
0: That's right. Well, that was just most of
2: like the late two thousand tens, wasn't it? That was I, I feel like I read innumerable think pieces about how independent music has switched from being rock and roll to like mostly electronic. So Yeah. I don't know if that factors in at all.
0: It could. It could very well. It could very well. Um Yeah, I I um what what sort of uh what sort of areas do you play in the Toronto areas? Um,
1: kind of, you know, like it, it. depends. Like it's it's been we've been gigging for years at this point. So now, like, a couple of our last shows. Um, like the most notable one would have been like the Horseshoe. Yeah. Uh, we had a really really great uh night at the Horseshoe back in like what? February. February. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. February. Uh, so we'll play the Horseshoe. We've done the Baby G. Um, the Monarch, those sort of venues. Um, yeah, the not too many venues left in Toronto, unfortunately. But what there is, there's, there's, they're fun. But yeah, I'd I'd say I think uh, our next show that we're booked to for is the Horseshoe again in in July right now. So yeah, mainly those.
0: So who who books you? Is it Craig that books you there, or is it uh? Yeah,
1: Craig and Dan
0: and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've known Craig a very long time. He's uh, oh right on. Yeah, like thirty years.
1: Oh, wild! Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's been
0: been really great to us. So he's a good guy. Shout out to Craig. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Craig Craig has always treated
2: us very well, so we're happy for him.
0: Absolutely, and uh, Baby G has got to be like the coolest club in the world. I I don't know how and why that place is so cool. It's just such a great. It feels like going to Europe when you go there.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's fun. It's it's small, but not too small. Like it's the perfect kind of you know smaller mid-sized venue it's very nice
2: yeah like it's a it's a smaller mid-sized venue but it has a a decently sized stage especially for us because we're we're there are five of us in pretty so if we're in a lot of these places we're like you know we're cheek by jowl like crammed in but baby g's stage is we have more room than we would expect to sort of spread out it's high off the ground and it's a pretty good sounding room overall. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, for, for all those reasons like technical and, and otherwise it's, uh, it's always great
0: to play there. So, yeah. Cool. And this, uh, this new song, is it part of a record? I'm sorry. I read very briefly through, I'm sorry. I apologize. I was really busy. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I feel it. It's, it's, it's an EP coming out. We, uh, recorded an ep about i, I want to say like a little around a year ago yeah um and then now we're putting that out the full ep is coming out at the end of july so that that horseshoe gig i mentioned is actually the, the uh, ep release show
0: oh cool yeah, yeah and that's yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, i mean honest i have it here if, if you guys don't mind we could play it and then take a listen yeah for sure go yeah. for it to wait for the sun.
3: So I could ever be
0: Like i record bands and stuff but i'm always amazed how things just sound so real now and it's obviously you guys didn't record the two inch tape or anything right like this but it just sounds so warm and mushy and
1: yeah not on not on this one we our our record we did that came out in like 2020 was done on like what inch tape or something yeah one inch tape on a 16 track for the most oh, part. oh wow yeah but no we really like the mix engineer we had for this. Uh, a guy named Asher from Montreal did, like, a really, really great job, kind of giving it that sort of, like, that that warmth feeling to it. Like, that was really what we were going for with this. And Joe, too. Yeah, and Joe, our master the
2: master. Like, our Joe Joe Kara from, from Melbourne, who does, uh, like, King Gizzard and and such. He We had him master our record, and we had him master this, too. And he... I don't know how that guy is so good at his job, but he <laughs> really is. Like, it's... Whenever we send stuff to him, it's like night and day different. Really? So,
0: where's he based out of? Melbourne, Australia. Oh, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a global community. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, no, he's he's uh, he's great.
0: Yeah, I I you know I'm so the recording process. How did um how did it all come together?
1: Um, for this one, we basically we rehearse all the songs a ton before because we try to do it as live as possible. Um, for this one, we didn't do it as live as before, like our our record before was like pretty much mostly all live off the floor. Um, and then this one we decided to do more like bed tracks, um, like drum and bass recording live off the floor. We did it, uh, digitally as well, and then just overdubbing the, the guitars and, uh, and the keys and stuff and then vocals and whatnot. But it was, yeah, it was pretty much like a process of like, we, we, we worked at one studio in Toronto um and did a good amount of the tracking there and then a couple of the rest of the tracks we just kind of diy'd ourselves um and that that was pretty much how it got kind of got done yeah
0: are you guys self-produced or did you have a producer and engineer on this
1: uh self-produced we did have we had an engineer when we recorded it in the studio and then we basically engineered it ourselves um for like the rest of the recording yeah
0: yeah and mixing did
2: you mix it uh, no, we that was uh, the work of Asher Gould Marta, who's based out of Montreal, and he does a lot of great work for for other Toronto bands. Um, uh, yeah, so and he did
0: great work for us too. Yeah, it's an interesting way to record now, where you, you can do a lot of it home at your house. I mean, like I've always been a I mean, proponent, you know, of that. But
2: yeah, in fact, like some we did some of the uh, some of the tracks actually here in this room where we are right now. Yeah. Um so like you know one or two like things on the a couple of the keyboard tracks we did in here just like with a simple home or home setup and they sort of uh sat in the final product very nicely. So um it's it is impressive what you can accomplish just with a little bit of equipment and a little bit of space.
0: Yeah. Are you guys like a Logic Logic do you use Logic or do you use Reaper what's your what's your daw of choice?
2: I use logic. Yeah. Um but I know that like for example Morgan our drummer is uh is trained on Pro Tools. Um the studio that we worked at both of the studios we've worked at both for this EP and for our previous record were Pro Tools studios. Um
1: Yeah, yeah, like I mean I personally like I I got GarageBand and that's about it. That's kind of what I used to make demos. Can't beat it, man. Uh, yeah, can't beat it. It's yeah. free. The I freest know. Out Actually, there. I, paid, I think you paid nine dollars for the upgraded version, and <laughs> did you get more loops. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, lots of loops. I got an automated
0: drummer. What? <laughs> yeah. You stop it. Yeah, GarageBand <laughs> yeah, yeah. is is the bomb, man. I, I you know I use Pro Tools. I've been using Pro Tools for a long time. I used Steinberg stuff like Cubase and Nuendo before then. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. I've been digital since the early 2000s. I, I can't yeah can't afford to. I mean, the, I did a record on two inch tape. And it was, like, unbelievably crazily priced just for back then. That was, like, 20-something years ago. It's
1: insane. Yeah, no, I I feel you on that. Like, see, the thing I think for us is, like, I I think we all generally really love the, like, sound of tape. You know, that, that warmth. But you can accomplish that digitally now. But also, like, I think the workflow of tape is what, for us, is the biggest thing. Like, at least speaking for myself, like, I try and spend as little amount of time on the computer as I can, and I find, like, the more visuals I get from trying to do any music, the more, like, convoluted it gets for me. So we always try to do, like, like, we try to do a bit of an old-school work approach, where it is that sort of, like, minimal comping, minimal uh, editing if we can. Like, a lot of trying to get, like, the sound, like, in the, you know, the sound, like... Almost as if you were just doing like a sort of like boardy queue, if we can help it. Obviously, that doesn't always work out that way, but like, um, yeah, you know, I find like it's a, it's a such a weird difference in the in the workflows that are possible. But I find uh, to get a, like a record done quickly, it can you can, yeah. you can really get down in like a million a million things with like certain DAWs and plugins and yeah. all this.
2: Oh yes yeah you really like the the immediacy of doing um like having your sort of having your shit together having like a a song that's arranged like meticulously arranged and rehearsed and you can just walk into a studio and and play it all and everybody knows what they're doing and we're not like doing a million experiments with a million different potential options and directions it's like you can just do A couple takes of the song and it's already there like the 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 it's mostly already there and you can do little embellishments and and you can polish it in certain areas but it's like it's so immediate and it's not you don't get any of that weirdness of like okay well i have a song that is just like a drum let's just like a rhythm section now and we have to like Layer stuff on top of it, and it's like nothing sounds right until it's like fully fleshed out. It's just all right there from the beginning, and it's 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 so much more rewarding and less nerve wracking to work that way. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, did. We guys ever fans of Wilco?
3: I
2: am. Yeah, because
0: you, I I dig Wilco. Yeah, when you watch uh, that. Yankee Foxtrot documentary. It's called "I'm Trying to Break Your Heart." It yes, shows them. It's one of the greatest documentaries, rock documentaries of all time. And it shows them like taking songs and like just dissecting them. And that's sort of like being sort of a slave to the fact that you have the time. But sometimes, like the way your approach is, I think is correct in many respects because you're coming in, you have your stuff figured out. This is the way it's going to be, and it's it's already kind of there. You're just putting it down. But there is a there is something to be said about like having an experiment and setting stuff up in a small location and just working through stuff.
1: Well, I think like for for where we're at right now, cause I like hundred percent agree in that respect. Like, see, with with, with for us because we're <laughs> we're really broke, um, <laughs> a lot of the times we can only afford so much studio time. So it really is up to us to get all of this stuff figured out beforehand so we can you know take like four days in a studio and just slam it all out. But, you know, God, it would be the dream to have like, you know, even a week or two in a studio to just, you know, spend some time fleshing that out or even like, you know, as much pre-production as you can do for a record, if you can have some time to like, sit there and play around a little bit and and, and you know, spend more time to like, figure out the perfect sounds yeah. and, and the perfect layers, like, it's nice. It's just Yeah, like, it's a, it's such a, it's such a weird thing now, especially with, like, the, the cost of recording and, like, you know, we're talking about DIY, DIYing it before in home recording. Um, we, we, we always like to go into studios just because, um, you know, like, for a live room, you know, like, you can't, it's hard to do, like, a we can't fit a drum kit and, and noise requirements and stuff. And also my, my, my little obsession of uh, really loud amplifiers will not fly in any apartment I've ever lived. Yeah, yeah. So there's that yeah. sort of like, you almost want to do all of the stuff beforehand. And then if you can get into a studio, spend a day experimenting with your sounds at this stage and then just slam it all out with those. But I a hundred percent agree. Like, yeah, God, to have some time, it's, it's really something.
0: I talked to a couple of the guys, I think it was last week or the week before that, they were doing demos and one guy lived in Los Angeles. The guy, the guy lived in Toronto and they just keep sending demos backwards and forwards. And they got to the point where it was like, all right, let's just put this out. <laughs> like it yeah, was like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was good, right? Like, yeah. it felt good. I've heard of that happening.
1: Like people like all sending separate tracks from like around the country all together into a DAW and then it just like, that's the album. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I mean it's it's all music style dependent too. Like I feel like if it works for what a band is going for, then like, you know, definitely go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, um is this coming out on a label or are you self-releasing? Um,
2: this one is gonna be self-released. Yeah. Um in a perfect world. You know, we're and like we're we're putting like PR and everything behind it. Like we're trying to do it as properly as we can. Um, in a perfect world, by the time we're ready to do our, our second, uh, full length, we would have a label, but, um, I'm, I'm always, and I keep, you know, beating this dead horse to the rest of the band. Like I'm always just operating under the assumption that until the ink is dry on the contract, mm-hmm. that we're going to be a small time, like indie band that has to do everything ourselves. So, um, but we're, we're pulling for, pulling for a label for next time.
0: It's a good place to be, to be. Why is my thing still dinging here? Sorry, I thought I muted everything. Um, It's a good place to be Um, doing it yourself, because what you just said, not a lot of people are going to do a good enough job for the budget you have. And who's to say that you can't do as good a job with your time? And... Yeah. It's very important that people sort of understand that concept of like doing it, because if they don't, you know that's that's thirty years ago stuff where they had like a publicist and then a stylist and then a someone to sort of do stuff for them. But that does that's gone. That does not exist anymore. And people got to yeah. be good at it all. They got to be good at social networking. They got to be good at writing music. They got to be good yeah. at doing interviews. They got to be. It's all the stuff that you know. It was impossible for one person to be that person. 30 years ago. Yeah.
1: And it's, I mean, honestly, my, my, I think we have a pretty similar view on this is like, uh, you know, like the, the, the band and, and myself and everyone is like, these are all sort of things that like now you're kind of expected to do all of these jobs while on top creating the actual, you know, the art and the, the music and whatnot. And it's just like, you know, having the support of some sort of larger entity for, you know, distribution, publicity, uh, that kind of thing is like takes a lot of pressure off of, off of the actual like creative process. Cause you know, Lord knows like we'll spend whatever we can scrap up together. Uh, you know, maybe one day we can get a grant so far we haven't had luck, but you spend whatever you can on, on recording, but then there's all this extra cost on top of that, of the PR and, and you're almost spending the same if not more that you spent on the record actually trying to just do some PR for it. Um and that's that's sort of the thing where like a label comes in like I always kind of think that if we were on a label we would always try to still kind of make those records the way we have been and then just sort of show up to the label like you know I've, I've heard stories of bands taking huge advances from labels and then having to just basically play c- like crazy to pay off these the sort of debt recuperation costs but our, our vibe is if we can kind of get the thing done give it to the label and then have them just kind of handle the distribution the PR and maybe some booking and stuff like that because like they'll just have so much better connections than we will mm-hmm. you know
2: absolutely and to, to build on that too like probably one of the, the biggest weaknesses that we have is that we focus a lot on our craft like playing the music we rehearse like as much as we possibly can like we're we're all very dedicated to like putting on a good show putting on a good performance but and like that's what we love to do and that's what we're good at but that's also ironically not what gets you paid (laughs) really so it's like because we we have so much focus on like on the music we're we're not putting as much time into the into the business side which we we are not at least not as confident navigating and it i'd you know i don't know maybe we would have a bigger reach if we if we had more sort of business acumen but like that's that's when having a uh a, a, some kind of label can really come in handy especially in canada um we went through the grant application process for the Ontario Arts Council for the first time recently yeah. and oh boy is that a lot of work. Yeah. Like that's a lot of work and it's really confusing and labels have people on staff that deal with all this stuff for you. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, do we want to do we want to spend hours a week writing a grant proposal or do we want to spend hours a week practicing and being the best musicians we can and let somebody else deal with that
0: yeah yeah i did the same thing for a documentary i'm i was working on it was i was just looking at this thing and i've had in the past i've had factor grants but we paid somebody money to fill it out for us because if you don't dot your i in the right spot they're like well they can't even dot eyes how are we going to give them all this money <laughs> you know what i mean yeah Quite exactly, That's that was kind of it. That's the point we're at
1: too. Yeah, we're like we're trying to see if we can work with some grant writers potentially for this kind of stuff.
0: They're worth their weight in gold. They are. Oh yeah. It's like oh, someone yeah. writing a resume for you. If you're trying to get a job, it's like having a resume writer. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's a little cheaty, but at the same time, it's it it says the things you want to say in as little as yeah. words as possible, right?
1: And I mean, they know how to navigate that sort of like that, like yeah, the the esoteric world of the grant committee and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it doesn't, and it doesn't help either. Like everyone in the band's working. Like we all, we all, we all got. Where some of us are in school, we're in work, and all this kind of stuff. So it's like I just, I just getting all that time. Yeah. Like. <laughs> we should. We should get like
2: ChatGPT to write our next grant proposal or something. That's a good like idea. That. Or maybe <laughs> your next song. <laughs> yeah oh good. no we want to do that that's oh, all that's right the, okay that's the fun part we the computer should do the boring stuff so that's that true. we can do the fun stuff that's the whole point
0: you could do your your uh your your application in the voice of joe rogan there you go oh no <laughs> in the voice of that's that's the the crucial part of it right there
1: oh that'd be funny We just like yeah pick some famous authors like yeah
0: Give me an Ernest Hemingway grant application. (laughs) Or just Shakespeare. Just go Shakespeare. Oh, my God. Thou doth want the (laughs) fundus. Oh, I kind of want to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. ChatGPT has gone off the hook for me. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, okay, this thing is smarter than me. What is going on? What is happening? You know? It's insane. So I mean you guys uh I mean honestly um but uh no I mean you guys let me know whenever this comes together and the album comes out and yeah, I, I yeah. live close to the city I'm not in the city but I work in the city so I mean if there's any more stuff you guys want to do promote some stuff I uh
1: Yeah absolutely maybe do it in well, person uh, Yeah that'd be great we've well so I mean on that on that no we have a we're having a party this friday on on the 7th for this song specifically uh at a venue in Kensington and then uh july 28th is going to be our ep release show at the horseshoe so that's going to be really fun um and in the meantime we're dropping another single um we just finished shooting the music video for it like i think a week or two ago um so there will be another release from this uh from this sort of project and then um then the full thing's going to come out so yeah you, it's kind of our schedule at the moment
0: did you do a video for this this song
1: yes yes yeah. we did it's going to be coming out uh at the same time
0: oh cool yeah. videos is it, is it a performance video or a concept video please say it's a, it's concept. a performance
3: video
1: ah, come on. Yeah.
0: there's
1: there's a concept to it but it's it's not quite uh like we, we we did a lot of like set building and, and Tell them about the, the aluminum room yeah. oh yeah um the concept like I think what, what we've been doing is is performance videos that have like a sort of like. I don't know. They're, they're, it's not just us playing it in a room. We try to make it at least some some kind of funky thing. Uh, the one we just did, uh, I don't know. I had this uh, picture of a of a room coated in like aluminum foil with astroturf on the floor and a bunch of fake plants and like the band playing in that. So we we built the room. Um, we we scored a bunch. We actually ended up getting these like uh, mylar uh, sheet blanket sort of things and coating the wall with those. So it, it looks cool at least. It's <laughs> it's a I really I think the video looks wonderful. Um, but yeah, we try we try to at least have some fun with the performance video format. We uh yeah concept videos we haven't we haven't breached yet. We maybe
2: well I mean we have we
1: did we did at the beginning
2: of this year we put out a a like a 10 minute long animated music video um for the the final track on our record so that was that was fun um, and we were always like sort of bouncing ideas off each other for other like different concept videos that we could just make on our own so who
0: did the um, animation
2: that was our friend uh and local animator Eric Daniels um who actually used to play bass in pretty a uh, long time ago so okay. um yeah he uh, he does really fun animations and he did
0: 10 minutes of animation for us <laughs> he
1: makes very twisted things yes. it's great
0: <laughs> what was his uh what's his medium how does he how does he animate because there's a, obviously a thousand different ways to do it
1: yeah from what i know he does i mean for our video he did a bit of like clay, like a bit of clay stuff but not, not claymation, necessarily. Like, mostly it's digital animation. I think he uses, like, drawing tablets and stuff like that. Um, yeah, his process, like, I mean, I, I was living with him at the time while while he was making this video. So I kind of would just, like, hear the song playing a million times in his room. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I think that's mostly what he did. I. Him and I went to OCAD together and like he did the animation, like some animation stuff there. So a lot of this sort of like he, he's, he's pretty good at a bunch of different formats Um, and he, and he blended a few together to make, to make our thing. So it oh, was like, yeah. yeah, like digital drawing. uh, And then a mix of these sort of like, we, we had, we performed a bit with some green screen kind of on us. And there was some stuff going in on that. So all that kind of thing.
0: That's cool. I've been trying to get a little bit into rotoscoping and I'm horrible at art. So it's, more difficult than you know
1: oh rotoscoping is yeah. fun I, it, yeah uh, I've, i think i've done it like a few times when i was uh, at school like I, we kind of had a couple projects and it, it's a lot of fun but yeah
0: i know I, I tried it a different way i tried it like on an ipad with a trace paper and then i now i'm like i'm trying a different way because trace yeah, paper I mean, was just way too much
1: oh god yeah i i did a uh, wacom tablets when i was doing it in school Okay. Um those are really helpful. You can do it in Photoshop with a Wacom tablet. Um I used to I used to always have to be kinda like it was it was really hard to to sit down and animate for eight hours straight with any, any kind of like chemical assistance to be quite <laughs> honest. So yeah. yeah, it's a slog. If you don't have the attention span for it, it's just like oh my god.
0: Yeah. That's my problem.
2: <laughs> the animation is I used to, my previous animation experience was doing uh, claymation at uh, the, the AGO, AGO art class. Oh, wow, yeah. That was like 15 years ago or something like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. I've been, I've been, that's something I've been kind of uh, bothering these guys with. It's like, hey, we should do our own animations. We don't need anybody else to do this for us. We got the skills.
0: There's a great iPad app, actually, that does <laughs> stop animation. I, yes.
1: Very cool. I like that kind of style too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, my buddy Ron from Lois Low. Ron Hawkins did his own one for the Dugan Assassins with an iPad and a, using the camera oh, on the sweet. iPad. It looks fantastic. That's sweet. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's neat. Like, even some of those old, like, uh, thinking about like films made like, you know, like stop motion with real people and stuff like that. Those are really interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. We yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's another thing about being a musician is there's also other parts of art. And, you know, and it seems like you guys yeah. sort of have rounded. Uh, you're not just art, you're musicians, you're artists. And I mean, our yeah. community needs that. We need that. we yeah. you know.
1: I'm currently actually doing my MFA at York right now. I like mostly uh, in addition to music, I, I did like oil painting for the most part. And uh, yeah, now I'm trying to like bring them together in this program. So yeah. it's it's kind of fun to see like how much you can... Throw together, and then try to make everything kind of yeah. There, there can be a lot more crossover, I think, in these sort of things than there currently is going on, which yeah. is which is a neat thing to pursue.
0: So you're uh, you're in the accolade East building. You bet. <laughs> I worked there for a while. I worked there for ten years. Oh really. Yeah. Oh, cool. I worked there, uh, Fairfoot Sand Theater and the Tribute Communities Theater. We opened those buildings like in 2006. Oh,
1: crazy! Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that, the the Gold Farb Center. I think is yep. where my studio. Oh is. yeah, it looks. Yeah. The building
0: looks like it's upside down.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's Very where the cool.
0: IT people were in that building. If they're not there's they were. So yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That accolade yeah, yeah, East we... and West building were were big mega builds back in the mid 2000s and uh, before oh, okay. all the strikes and everything and and we opened yeah. up the Fairfoot Sand Theater and the Tribute Community Theaters and did the fiftieth anniversary show there and yeah. I Have a deep history cool. with York.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I like this is my first year uh studying there. Like it's it's I just started the program in like September.
0: Though. Do you do music? Do you have to do music or is it part of your part of your thing?
1: Um, I do like so my my project is like I'm working with like uh amplification equipment as like oil painting surfaces and stuff like that yeah um but i'm planning on doing some like installations with like guitar feedback and and paintings and stuff like that so
0: we'll see where it goes (laughs) if you ever get over to the music side go say hi to matt brubeck it's dave brubeck's son works there oh wild yeah he's a professor there he's like nine feet tall and i'm not shitting he's a giant he comes into the room and ducks his head yeah okay yeah
1: I'll, i'll uh I'm I'm meeting with different people in different faculties now to kind of like get a vibe for what what other people in the university think of what we're doing. So maybe I will uh, I'll see if I can schedule like a studio meeting or something. For That'd sure, cool.
0: there's a lady uh, Judy there, Judy Caracas uh, that works there, probably still works okay. there. She's awesome. She she does a lot of the events and stuff like that within the okay, faculty cool. of uh, music. So oh right on yeah
1: sweet yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking to talk to some people in the, the music faculty cuz yeah, I've I've been mostly like all in the fine arts faculty, but I want to do sound, so it's it's nice to get get to talk to the the other
0: other people going on there. That's Is cool. It pretty sweet recording studio on the sure. second floor there too. I Oh, I would be lying if I said I hadn't done a few recording sessions of my own in that room. OK, that's good yeah. to know, I think. Little yeah, SSL console. <laughs> Start cutting
1: some demos. Yeah.
0: It's a huge room. It's like their drum room, too, like it's their small orchestra room, too. So oh, no massive okay. room. There's a full oh, studio coming man. off the edge of that tribute communities hall, too. That was my office. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. They. Oh, man,
1: that's good to know. I think uh, we'll see what we can see what we can do.
0: But are you are you allowed to access
2: that space if you're not in the music program? Though?
0: Um, that's a good question. I, I probably probably not. But I mean, if you know somebody within the faculty that's taking a course, then I think there might be as a possibility.
2: Right. Because I I went to Humber for a little while, and I know that they. They had stuff for their music students, but I—they
1: would not let me anywhere near. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there might be wiggle room with grad students. Yeah, that's the one that you yeah. have to look into.
0: Yeah, but you gotta donate time. You gotta be like, you gotta sort of be there and do things that the the faculty don't want to yeah. do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny, you, you know? What do you, I mean? Honestly, are to take that type of that intense type of um, course work? Are you going to be professional? You want to be professional in this in this industry? In Ah, that industry,
3: uh,
1: yeah, it's sort of like.
0: Ideally, I would love to be professionally
1: playing and recording music. um, But given, you know, just sort of the state of the industry, um, it's sort of like a backup. Like if I'm if I'm going to be kind of doing a a job that isn't necessarily in music, um, I'd love to do something in the arts. Um, You know, ideally. I mean, I, th- I feel like it's the the, the the general pipe dream is to be a successful, uh, quote unquote artist. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I currently work at a, like a, a studio collective in Toronto. Like I, I'm very happy to even just do arts adjacent work and just kind of be in that field, you know, I- for all its shortcomings, um, it's at least closer to the things I genuinely do care about. So that helps.
0: I, I was going to say that. if I, I personally, obviously, I've been in music my whole life, and I've worked in with yeah. bands. But one thing I didn't do and I saw people do is go get real jobs. And I'm using quotation marks. Yeah. Like, and then they're gone. No, I don't want a real job. <laughs> and they're gone. And when they're gone, then yeah. they lose all that work you put into becoming an artist. And I'm yeah. not saying you should suffer for your art. I'm saying you should probably... Find something like you said adjacent to art that is close enough to make it make sense to stay within the community because once you get out of that community, you might as well put track pants on and fucking you know go get a normal job because that's given up as far as I'm concerned. And I'll, for you know, sure, you know, and I'm saying that now as a person, I still work in sort of the industry, but but I like sleeping in a bed and I like paying my mortgage, you know, so there's. <laughs> yep there's a balance well i mean like we have
2: you know this is the thing that that always sort of um gets my eyebrow raised is that especially now like everybody has some kind of side hustle that they're all doing right um but for whatever reason if you're a musician and you have like a a side gig or two. People are like, "Oh, well, you failed clearly as a as an artist." It's like, "Wait, what? Like, this is this is just like any other job. Like, there's nothing terribly special about it. Like, we're not allowed to have side gigs, too. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. come
0: on. You have one. Yeah, everyone and their mother has one. Why can't we? <laughs> I agree. You know, I I use this story. I know a guy who's a he's a welder, and he's a, does these great structures of in these 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 beautiful welding art pieces but you know he's fixing a few like chairs here and there when people bring it into a show you know he's doing something right like yeah it's got to do with welding i mean like that's why you know i i'm a musician but i work with musicians and i there's there's a type of balance that it's taken 30 years (laughs) but i'm sitting here amassing my beautiful little house and my 3D printer over there and, and my recording session stuff over there, but it took 30 years, but I mean, the fight is, is, is the reward is, is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, totally worth it. That's the
1: thing. I I look at it as like, well, you know, what the hell else am I going to do? Like, this is it, you know, it's, it's, if, if, if you got sort of one lifespan to go, you may as well actually do it in a way that's going to make you not have regrets
0: you know couldn't have said it better
2: there's uh, you know i could have i could have gone to business school i could have become an engineer i could have done so many like you know uh sort of more straight and narrow things with my life but at the end of the day like there's just there are so many people who want that more than me and who are more driven to pursue that stuff than i am and it's like i what i'm good at is this like this is where my talents are, are best used, basically. This is my contribution to society. So it's like, you know, why why am I going to shoehorn myself into some kind of profession that I'm I'm not good at and I don't care about just to collect a check? And I'm doing a dissor- disservice, really, to the rest of society by doing that. So, you know, like, what's the point of that?
0: Well said well said (laughs) you said it yeah i mean for that we should we should knock it off there because you can't get any better than that there's some great quotes
3: guys
0: (laughs) you know and uh you you know like yeah anything you need you need you need someone to do more press for you guys you need help like definitely hit me up you you got my information you got my you know go through chat if it's just Chad. you're going through right was it Chad or was it mike
1: um it was it was yeah
0: from matt (laughs) Yeah. yeah I work with three publicists now. So sorry, Chad, okay. Mike and Matt. That's so I <laughs> so I it's I used to just work with one and then all of a sudden that person went away and now I have three. So and oh, for man. that I get to meet guys like you, which I'm I'm very appreciative of. So uh so uh man, it's good yeah, it was great to meet you. And um like I said, anything, let me know. You wanna talk, shoot the shit, you wanna talk about TV shows, let me know. I'm here. Absolutely, I yeah, appreciate it. Okay, dudes. Absolutely. All right. That sounds great. Thanks. Great to be on the chat with you. That was Elliot and Torin from the band Pretty. They got a show in July, a uh, new record, a uh, new single, Wait for the Sun, a uh, new record coming out to check them out all the stuff. And in the, in the description of this episode, we'll have all the uh, socials and how you can get in touch with them, how you can go see and buy their music and everything like that. So there you go, everybody. Uh, Another episode done. Here we go. I don't really have anything planned for next week, but I I hope to be trying to get this one interview with this one certain person who kind of keeps, like, keep getting in touch with them. Instagram, and then it's sort of like, yeah, 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 let's do it. And then it's sort of nonchalantly, blah, 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 blah. I'm also working knee-deep in this other part of this documentary I'm working on now, which is, um, it's going to be, uh, kind of a listen back about an hour and a bit of people talking about this one record uh, of this band I'm working with and that's about it. So everybody, thank you so much again for listening to the show. Thank you once again, Torn and Elliot for being on the show. That's Elliot with one L. There you go. I, I bet you didn't know that. No, I do. Otherwise, there's a typo in the copy. So everybody, we'll see you next time. Okay? Have a great one. Bye.